This is Dee Medina, and you are listening to the eighth episode of the Can You Sub Again? You Can Make a Difference as a Substitute Teacher podcast. This week, I received a very encouraging email from a substitute teacher in the great state of Utah. What started as a question through my website, canyousubagain.com, led to some back-and-forth dialogue that was both insightful and encouraging. I also included an offer to be an ongoing resource should questions arise in the future. I realize I'm not the foremost authority on education, nor have I ever met that person, but I am all about being genuinely passionate about the work you do and the kids we engage. I want all substitutes, and even new or struggling teachers, to know that if you are listening and you think I might ever be able to offer you some insight or encouragement through email or even a phone call, I'm here. Encouraging and equipping substitutes in order to better reach students is why I wrote the book, Superstar Subbing, Seven Ways to Shine as a Substitute Teacher, why I do the podcast, and why I'm wrapping up professional development workshop materials. And now I hope you enjoy this week's podcast, Five Ways Substitutes Can Protect Students. I recently had a great day with my two sons on a little shopping trip they had been requesting. It did not at all feel like a chore, and I found myself thinking it was kind of surreal to be walking through a mall with my two teenage sons. We had good conversation, completed their purchase objectives, and we even ended the trip with Chick-fil-A. I really appreciate the father-son relationship I have with both of our boys. I did not have any relationship with my biological father, and have always strived to let my boys know how much I love them. Our relationship includes not only healthy elements of mutual respect and authority, but also a strong friendship element. I do my best to give them their space, not embarrass them, etc., but I'm also not shy in telling them that I love them. I initiate our quality time together, even occasionally taking walks to have those lessons of life talks. Every time we have those kind of walks, we return and I can sense the things that they were able to get off their chest, lifts anxiety, and their countenance is upbeat and joyful the rest of the night. I'm blessed to say that it's pretty easy to tell my sons that I'm often proud of them, and I'm always careful to point out exactly what I'm proud of. While I realize I'll never be a perfect dad... As an educator, my own relationship with both my sons and three daughters impresses me to always stay conscious that many of the boys and girls we teach are missing one or more of these kinds of parental relationships. That's another reason why I'll always think it's important to have appropriate quality engagement with our students and not to waste those opportunities we are privileged to have. It's good to have a passion for students and at times to almost want to help make up for some of what they're lacking at home. However, as a professional role model, it's imperative that we never ever compromise on cultivating and maintaining healthy relational practices. Earlier this month, I came across a question from an educator about engaging students on social media. The educator wrote, I've seen good positive engagement between teachers and students via social media, It's not my thing, but I've seen it. Would you or do you engage your students via social media? Now, I would say that roughly 95% of the responses matched my own feelings on the matter. And some of those responses were as follows. So the question, would you or do you engage students on social media? One person wrote, 
That's a no for me. Another person wrote, absolutely not. They should not see anything about your personal life. There needs to be a clear line. Still a third person wrote, no, and I thought it was against district policies to follow students on social media and for students to follow teachers on social media. No, wrote another educator, my students are not my friends and neither are their parents. My life outside of school is mine. Many hours are already devoted to schoolwork. I'm not explaining a drink in my hand or answering a text about a class project when at home. Email my work account? Sure. And then the last one, I do not communicate with my students via social media. There are too many negative issues that could arise. I say bravo to these comments. I would add that there are already some great tools out there, such as Google Classroom, Class Dojo, and many more that make it seem almost unnecessary to consider adding students to the mainstream ones. Yes, the mainstream ones are the ones our students use the most, but that is their personal prerogative, and they are the minors, and we are the adults. Also in the midst of that 95% were some great suggestions related to school page accounts or class page accounts, where students follow for assignments, announcements, and general encouragement. These educators reiterated that they do not follow students back, and that posts are school-related, have appropriate encouragement and humor, such as riddles or memes, and lack personal content. Then there was the 5%, who commented sentiment such as, since students use social media so much to communicate, that it should be okay for teachers to interact on accounts that may or may not be personal. For these five percenters, one argument went something like, our students often don't get the attention at home, and if social media lets us into their lives, I'm going to reach them on a medium they most use. While this may be true, and you may be a person of the highest moral values and integrity, even the appearance of something is not worth the risk. For example, another person pointed out that his or her page is also followed by parents and that it is quote-unquote public. In other words, I follow students, they follow me, but I also follow back their parents that follow me, so we're good. This argument has two flaws. First, not all parents are following. In fact, I would guess that most probably are not. Second, Direct messages from students, which can even be sent if the student is not being followed back, is absolutely not public. The aim here is not to tear another educator down or to poke holes in their ways of thinking. Tearing down one another is all too prevalent in life, both personal and digital. Again, my love for my own children prompts me to remember that not all kids, like me growing up, have that in their lives. However, I do believe students should be protected at all costs, and we as educators should resolve early to keep even our appearance of interactions with students above reproach. I applaud the 95% who have decided not to even open the door to this kind of risk. And if care like this is of the utmost importance for full-time teachers that spend almost 10 months of a calendar year with their students, then of course, as substitutes, we should stay professional in words and actions even beyond social media. It is very tempting, especially when having a good day filled with bell-to-bell -bell instruction, effective management, and almost too good to be true rapport, to let your professional guard down. 
It may almost feel advantageous and strategic to attempt to make students feel like the relationship you share is going to be filled with good-natured inside secrets and rule-breaking. Avoid this at every turn. Even when the students initiate this kind of talk, simply decide never to take the bait. As a 100% certainty, in the long run, students will respect you more for not falling to the temptations they may have witnessed other substitutes fall into. As a professional educator, you must decide in advance that your role will be that of a teacher, encourager, and role model, but not a personal friend. This will not only serve for your protection, but the protection of our students. Here are five ways subs can protect our students. Number one, be careful to avoid sharing inappropriate stories about your life. Just because some students seem mature and maybe even more versed in the matters of life outside the classroom than you are, never take the risk of sharing something personal that can be misconstrued or misinterpreted. Keep it professional. I would say, Even be careful not to react to something they share, such as laughing at an off-color joke, as students will interpret that as tacit approval by you. Number two, steer clear from sharing personal problems from home. For substitutes to share or even insinuate that they're having troubles at home is never okay to do with students. If you can't mention your marriage or significant other in a positive way, that contributes to the ebb and flow of the day in an appropriate way, then avoid mentioning it altogether. In other words, if you have a bad or even a good night with your significant other, make sure not to force it into your teaching day. If it somehow comes up where you can be a model of the family or a good relationship, as students crave that kind of community above all others, then go for it. Use your best judgment, but if in doubt, don't. Number three, do not speak negatively or in demeaning ways about the school, teachers, or district. Students will want you to be on their side and will sometimes give you insider information about a staff member at their site. The safest bet is to deflect and reroute the conversation altogether. If you feel that you can use this as a teachable moment, then express a polite refusal to participate in order to demonstrate solidarity among educators. Be respectful to the student, but be clear that you're not into taking that kind of bait. Number four, refrain from exchanging social media information. As we discussed, as a general rule, full-time teachers should not befriend or engage students through social media, text messages, or personal email. A substitute teacher should not even consider it. You may have a Facebook page, Twitter account, Instagram, Snapchat, or YouTube channel that is morally and ethically above reproach, but sharing or directing students to any of these should never happen. And number five, resist any impulse to be unapproachable or mean-spirited. A dangerous place substitutes can find themselves in is being unapproachable, discouraging, or mean-spirited. Even if you love students, planning to come off strategically harsh isn't a wise way to go. Among some teachers, it's said you shouldn't even smile until Christmas 
in order to achieve strict discipline and implement routines for classroom behavior. As a substitute, you don't have until Christmas, and kids need your love today. Being unapproachable or mean-spirited is one of the most counterproductive and off-putting approaches a substitute teacher can take. There are obviously many more things that are potential landmines to avoid when dealing with students. However, spending your days walking on eggshells or worried constantly that you might make a mistake is not healthy or in the best interest of students. You do not want to put up walls between you and our students that make you essentially unapproachable, but you should always strive to protect students in ways that are foundational to your success, your protection, and your effectiveness as a difference maker. Once you've resolved to set these kinds of professional boundaries, then they really just become part of who you are, and it will be seen as being in the best interest of students. So give me your take. Even beyond the ways we've outlined in this episode, how do you go about making your time meaningful with students while avoiding even the appearance of pitfalls? If you'd like to contribute to the conversation on this subject, be sure to stop by the website canyousubagain.com. You can always find a transcript of the most recent podcast and add your voice to the discussion by visiting the post on the topic or on the site's homepage. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and if you'd like to support Can You Sub Again, I would totally appreciate it if you would consider taking the time to leave a quick rating or review on the Apple site. Thanks so much for listening to the Can You Sub Again podcast, and be sure to check back again next week.